All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 16 of the Kill Your Internet podcast. With you today, as always, is your boy, Colin. And with us today, I'm happy to have him back. It's Mr. William Shade. How we doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Good to be here. Willie, the last time me and you talked on this uh, was like basically right after quarantine had started. We were sitting it was like six, day one or two, yeah. And we were sitting six feet apart in the rehearsal studio, <laughs> and we got deep. We went in. Like we were this. I told you when you come on, I want this to be the intellectual section. I want to have a longer conversation. I'll do and my best. I you always do, whether you intend to or not. Um, Willie, I've been going, you know, right into with everybody we've been talking to. What's a day in the life like right now, buddy? Day in the life. Well, I'm trying to change that each day, you know, like I feel like trying to avoid getting into all these ruts. Yeah. Um, and you know, the best way to do that is to just change things up. I'm trying to like, you know, the the one thing I have to maintain is obviously like motivation and drive to do something. So like you know, I'm, I'm trying to get more active, like do I'm committing to a hundred pushups a day at a boy. Um, you're going to come know, out I'm, brolic. You're going to come yeah, out. Try, I mean, jail body know, working on it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, also trying, trying to like, you know, fo- refocus, you know, my music creation. Uh, I feel like up until this point, a lot of the joy that I got out of music was, you know, not just the making the music making process, but also the sort of you know, visibility of music that of I was involved in making, the recognitions, the sort of like, you know, trying to navigate the business and everything, which is obviously still something we have to do. But, you know, currently with everything being remote, um, I feel like, you know, I have to rediscover sort of the enjoyment of making music just to make music. And bro, and- I mean, that's a conversation we've had with a lot of people. It's like, if you don't love this if you don't love the process, like if you don't love making music and on its face and you're just in this for the business aspect, this is going to weed a lot of people out. Cause I don't know how many people, I mean, I've always said it or I've always thought it, you know, to myself, you know, I'm doing this cause I love it, but this is kind of putting, putting it front and center that like, this is something like I'm actually experiencing it now. So yeah. it's, you know, I can talk about it all I want. This is just now the moment to be like, well, if I make something and no one hears it, I just need to be okay with, or I just need to Dude. enjoy the fact of I just created it and it's just for me. And that's, that can satisfy, that can scratch that itch for me. It's right been now. so much fun for me in the process of us getting to make all this new music during quarantine. I've had a great fucking time. Like there's not been one part of me that's been like this, like, no, this is, if you love to do this, it's going to, like I get, like I said, Especially when the return's not going to be as quick as it was before. Even that's a slow process, but... Especially for live shows. Dude, I fully enjoyed just immersing myself in the one aspect of getting to just make music and create something from nothing. That's Absolutely. it. That's, there's been so much of it. I feel like I've learned so much in the, what is this, 11 or 12 weeks thus far. I can't even keep fucking track anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean... I'm, I'm literally asking. I have no idea. We're at... This is week 11. I think we've completed Jesus. 70 days. Well, I'll tell you what. But, you know, like you said, making music like that, you know, that should be enough. But now it's all you can. That It's all that can yeah. be. But so, I mean, also, we've learned to make music in different ways. We've learned to collaborate in different ways. We've learned to do different things. And to me, it's been lovely. And we've gotten into fucking really locking down and figuring out what was going on with the podcast, too. So. 
Yeah. And on that note, we bring in just like Bruce Warren. <laughs> Episode six. Six. Yeah, and you're on six and sixteen. So yeah. this is sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. So this is uh, we got Bruce Warren from WXPN. Uh, he's the chief of a lot of things. He also uh, helps run World Cafe for NPR. He's the best. Uh, he's the best, dude. Bruce is the best i love bruce bruce has been like just like this like figure i've always wanted to get to know and now that i actually know him i'm so happy he is exactly what i thought he was but more than anything for me he's a fellow northeast philadelphian and we get into that in the podcast as well so god only knows what happens when you put the two of us idiots together oh absolutely i mean who better to like champion local music within a very tight scene than such a personable guy who is just friends with everyone and you know but also just knows how knows his stuff you know? you know what the best part about it too was this dude comes on right he's just in his living room we're, we're zooming to do the interview and he goes he goes hold on and he goes on his computer and he puts up his he makes his whole background it just says soul train and it's like literally the soul train <laughs> logo and the entire time i'm interviewing him he's like dipping in and like he's moving but like his half of his head would just like get blocked out by an s in soul train so half of the interview looks like he's like missing three quarters of his head and i was like i That's almost wanted amazing. to be like bruce you're moving around too much but he was just like just having such a great time i was like it's a great interview and we're gonna get into that shortly um willie obviously we're, we're still on quarantine but i really like i'm starting to feel like i can kind of see a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel i don't know if that's overly enthusiastic of me but like i can maybe it's because the weather's nice yeah, I mean, I mean, June 4th is the day that Philly said they're going to move into the yellow phase, which yeah. I guess doesn't mean a whole lot for like functioning businesses and everything, but it does mean that the stay-at-home orders lifted, yep. um, you know, and gatherings of a certain number of people are starting to become okay. How I mean, often it, have you honestly been leaving your house? Um, so leaving my own house, I guess pretty frequently, like I guess my my sort of pod of quarantine uh, includes my house and my girlfriend's house. Right. Uh, very conveniently, my roommate's girlfriend also lives in that same house. So we're kind of just like a that's, group. That, did you guys do that on purpose? Did you know this was going to happen? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it really worked out. So, you know, usually spending weekends over there. Yeah. But I, in terms of like leaving my circle, I would say, you know, usually it's a grocery trip once a week. Yeah. Um, the grocery store has b- become like the adult like vacation for this. It's like, oh my God, I get to go to the grocery store and leave my fucking house. Oh yeah. For and me, that combined with like, I feel like everyone is cooking and yeah. getting I'm into so meeting. tired of my own cooking, dude. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm so tired of my own cooking. It's like what, like uh, there was a, I saw a meme the other day. It was like, what happens when you like, who would have thought if you took sports away from a bunch of middle-aged men that the result you got was sourdough bread <laughs> bro if you take sports away from a, like a mid-20s male uh i'm just gonna apparently make pounds and pounds of ground beef and just eat it like that's all <laughs> i like i just eat the, you know me i got a meathead's diet like all but for me my only the only two places that i go are the studio i go to our rehearsal studio by myself and i'll kick around because i just want to play electric guitar sometimes yeah. and i run i am a gym guy i lift weights i've been running like three to six miles a day. My feet are destroyed. I've run through a pair of shoes. I had to order new ones. And this is where I'm at. And the funny thing is today I was finishing a six mile run and my wife and my dog were walking up the block as I was coming home. So they were like, come to the park with us. So I wound up walking 
like literally finishing a six mile run ready to puke and then she's like come walk with me so i wound up walking oh another like gosh. quarter mile and i was just like Vinny, my dog i was like Vinny, get in the house i was like come on let's go dude <laughs> we're in a goddamn dystopian nightmare i don't uh, like a very like milk toast watered down version of a dystopian nightmare which kind of leads me to the start of our segments today which are the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. It's how we always start. We find wild things that we've seen on the internet. We translate it to the conversation. And the first thing that came up to me was part of our dystopian future. Uh, a lot of different uh, like music blogs and things were posting this picture, and it's of like a futuristic suit called the Micro Shell. Have you seen this yet? No, I have not. All right, so you basically look like a dude in Fortnite. You look, and it's like uh, like a spacesuit that you're going to wind up wearing to concerts. By the way, this is never going to go through. It's meant for festivals and concerts, and it has an N95 filter, and it also has LED lights and snap-in canisters for drinking alcohol and vaping. It's no it, this can't be real. Way. This can't be real because you literally it literally looks like you're you're a fucking cartoon character. It's like a it's like a Technicolor hazmat suit. Can we just it's all pump the brakes on this? Like this is not necessary. Like like. We're going to get back to normal people. I, like, if somebody showed up to a Foxtrot show on one of these, I'd make somebody give them a wedgie. Like, I would. I'm dead serious. This is crazy. I mean, I've seen, like, pictures of people going into grocery stores with, like, trash bags tied around them and, like, holes cut in them for the eyes. You ever buy a but comforter? Is- you ever buy a comforter and it comes in, like, uh, a zipped up, like, plastic cover? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So... It's almost like if you buy a mattress too. They come in these zipped up plastic covers. Mm-hmm. This I is walk one in for your body. <laughs> no, this somebody took one from a fucking mattress and went into the Acme in my neighborhood, and I was in there shopping. And this was at the beginning of quarantine. Fully over, just zipped at her waist with her arms like this, so she could pick things up. And I was like, "This is this is overkill." I was like, "This is a little bit too much for me." This is yeah. This this thing is insane. It says like yeah, make it safe to go to live events again for clubbing. It's just like, it's a helmet, but it's, I mean, wouldn't that thing get foggy? Or like, if you tried yeah. to, you said, you said this was for vaping. Like, yeah, apparently, like this is all, this is all fake. Inside. Yeah, exactly. So right here on your like jaw was a canister for alcohol and a canister for vaping. I don't know how the fuck that would actually work. Either how way. How much would one of these cost? That's my point. So what are you going to buy that for six fucking months? Like when they're like in between on whether or not shows are going to happen. Everybody just pump your brakes. Don't go buy one of these weirdo suits. At that point, there's no coming back to normalcy because what the fuck am I going to do? I mean, this looks like multiple thousands of dollars to buy just the way it looks. Ultimate flex at a concert. I guarantee somebody just does it just to flex on people. Um, Let's go into our... So my second wildest thing on the internet, I wanted to move quickly through that one because this is going to be a little bit of a rant. Uh, So this has been on Twitter in the past two days. Have you been looking at any of the trending topics? Uh, I've been, you know, on and off with social media. Uh, Me too. Possibly not, you know? Okay, so there's this thing on Twitter where people are purposely trying to cancel people, uh, and they tweet, person's name is over party. Have you seen any of these? Like, it's basically like a group of people that are trying to cancel somebody for no fucking reason. And in like the past four days, the trending topics have been all these random celebrities, like people trying to cancel them for different reasons. And one that I saw yesterday, like it, like like it's just like the most random motherfuckers, like Chris Evans, Captain America, Jimmy Fallon, uh, every rapper, like, and I almost feel like people are attempting to make the whole cancel culture thing look so ridiculous that it'll finally just go away. 
Which if that's the case, if that's is it the people case, like making up reasons why they should be canceled? Ninety percent of the time, yes. Just for first fun? of all, first is, of all, is, is it like a fun thing? No, is this, this is no, serious? this is like this is like a serious thing. People are so weird. Is it me or does it seem like the currency online is now how fast can you tattletale on somebody or make somebody's life get fucked up? I'm. I mean, I know people like you know, don't have as much to do anymore, but <laughs> if people are just making it up. Well, here's, here's one thing. So I was watching an interview Joe Rogan did yesterday with Kevin Hart. And he goes into that whole conversation about that side of internet culture, which is funny because it's directed right at what we're talking about right now. And he was like, isn't it fucked up that like some people's goal in life is now just to literally be able to control you into saying like, I don't like what you did or I don't like, I w- I'm going to fuck your life up. Like, it seems like that's some people's whole goal on the internet. And if you're not spending as much time on Twitter as I sadly am right now, um, you don't see it. But it, the fucked up, even the more fucked up part of me is, like, part of me wants to say there's some people who deserve to be treated that way. Actually, realistically, I, I, don't, I don't know how, like, doesn't it seem immoral to, like, completely shut people out in a weird way? I mean, if, if your goal is to change behavior then it's a lot larger than just you know calling someone out and trying to end their career it's about like at a certain point it needs to include the behavior too so you know the fact that the oddest the oddest thing that really gets to me when i see this whole thing is when you're trying to control people and dictate what they do whether right or wrong that's wrong yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's all of our jobs collectively to promote good behavior, and yeah. I think that all of us, you know, myself included, just by consuming certain content, are sort of glorifying or rewarding poor behavior. And I, I think, think we're the, all we're the, I think we're all guilty of that. The biggest and, thing is, it seems like now on the internet, it's either you die a hero or you live long enough to get canceled by a bunch of kids online. Like, that's literally how it feels. It, it literally just looks like all these, like, like it's almost like everybody's looking for a reason to knock somebody down. About living in his world. Oh, absolutely. And he, so he put out a song, All I Need. It features uh, Mahalia and Ty Dolla Sign. Oh, no shit. Um, which is sick. Yeah. So, so sick. Uh, it's, it's like, I don't know, for, for people who don't know about Jacob Collier, he's like, he originally became famous for just his musical nerddom and like you know six part insane acapella harmonies and you know he covered a stevie wonder song and he's playing every instrument and he's doing ridiculous things with harmony he's a genius yeah but but to a level that like may not be accessible to your typical you know listener yeah listener yeah so you know, he's, he's gotten a lot of flack for being inaccessible and, you know, doing things for the sake of musical complexity to the point of it doesn't even feel good anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is sort of his, I feel like this is, and he's, his music's been trending this way for a while now as his foray into more sort of a, a pop style. Like this song is a mid tempo banger. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. It just like has all the, the the elements of an awesome you know sort of pop 
club song. Oh God! If you start letting him get into that world, he's going to dominate. Well, he, yeah, but it also has you know still like lingering elements of just his incredible you know musical talent. Yeah. And we can't take you can't hide that or take that away. <laughs> right. And and I don't I don't know if this is his end goal because you know he he's really good friends with Quincy Jones. Um, and and that's so, just a normal thing to be walking down the street and be like, oh yeah, my friend Quincy Jones. Exactly. So like you know, Quincy Jones doesn't just put his weight yeah. behind just anyone. Especially not um, if you produce thriller. You usually exactly yeah. and had an insane jazz career before that. Like he's yep. just had his hand in so much amazing music. I mean, I rec- I highly recommend the Quincy documentary. Uh, documentary on Netflix. Oh, yeah. But, you know, to think that, you know, watch that and then, you know, just know that he put himself behind this guy and yeah. just try and dig into some of the stuff he's doing. It's just really, really, really cool. He does, uh, you know, breakdowns of all of his logic sessions. And like, oh, that's, you know, you know, oh, this song had 600 tracks and he goes into each each one and dude one of the coolest parts about quarantine has just been people's like openness to like showing their process and i think that's been pretty cool and he's so transparent and he's so just connected with his fans and how he puts out music um and he it just doesn't stop and you know all i need molly and todd dollar sign uh is an awesome example of that that's a great number two my number two uh i'm going with Another unbelievable talent surrounded by other unbelievable talents. And it's an older record once again, but it's B by Common, the record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite rap albums of all time. Um, Common is top five for me. Common's talent is just limitless. And to me, like when you put Common around really good people, like if Pharrell's producing something for him or uh, fucking Timbaland, but more than anything, when he's with Kanye, I think he's kind of at his at his peak. And B to me is like the peak of Common's creation because it's his most in the pocket record like to me it's like that record is something i listen to the entire way through but not only that because kanye executive produced the whole album john legends on a lot of these records and john mayer actually worked on go um, oh yeah uh but the song i'm gonna pick uh i'm gonna pick they say which is common john legend and kanye uh, it's just an unbelievably produced album, but the subject matter subject matter is incredible. It's his most in the pocket work, and to me, B is one of my favorite rap albums of all time. So that's my number two. Heck yeah! And if I can put a, a suggestion on top of that, um, yeah, Commons in a group called August Green. Who's it's in like August a, Green? It's a, it's a super group of Common, um, Robert Glasper, uh, Derek Hodge. What? And and uh. uh I had, I have oh, like um, had Kareem to, Riggins, Kareem Riggins on drums. I've had and, to have heard something from this. Oh, you, ha- yeah. I mean, it's incredible. So, like, that sort of live band behind him is is just wild. Yeah. Sometimes he even has DJ Dummy doing like turntable stuff in addition to the live band. But, I changed my mind. Fuck Common for putting himself in all these amazing situations. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like, if you like, if you like Common and also appreciate like the insane instrumentals that he's yeah. rapping over. That is a great group to check out. I think just, they just have one album. I want a common DJ Premier record. Like the way that yeah. like Mad Lib does all his like collaborative projects. I would kill for the common. I would like have a, no problem with that. Like if Common could do a crossover with um Gangstar, Guru Rest in Peace. But if that could possibly have ever happened, I would have taken that. Oh yeah. Uh go with your number three. My number three is Liftoff. Uh it's a song by Tom Mish. 
Ooh. Uh, in collaboration. Oh, and the, the drummer. Yusuf Days. Yo, that and, fucking record is amazing. And the bassist on the track is Rocco Palladino. Son, oh, son of, of Pino? Pino Pal- yes. Get the fuck out of here, because oh, I yeah. watched those videos, and I was like, who is playing bass? It's Dude, crazy. And no so it, way. Well, it's crazy, because, like, you know, I was a fan of Tom Mish. I was a friend, fan, fan of Yusuf Days through the, his uh, the project Yusuf Kamal, which was, like, this sort of UK, you know, jazz beat r&b sort of group and then totally separately just having rocco paladino and being like the session killer unbelievable dude like th- that trio you know th- and the whole album is is a tom mish use of days drummer, yeah because i listened i listened to the record i didn't realize who was on it i did i thought like i knew there was a bass player and i watched the live footage from the mini documentary they put together so that, that track liftoff is just gnarly. So highly recommend. Dude, thank you for fucking my day up. Uh, <laughs> from my last pick, I'm going TV on the radio. Uh, to me, an extremely underappreciated band. They kind of came up in that, like, I don't know. I want to use the word, like, all mid, like, I don't know, like, like spoon, um, just that, like, middle or, like, end of 2000s kind of pop. And TV on the radio is one of like the only like all African American like alt bands from that era that because yeah. Wolf Like Me is an extremely you know it's a popular song it's a classic song right. um, but I picked Happy Idiot it's also another one of their classic songs but the fucking band just really did things their own way and they can get real heavy they can get really poppy I just fucking love TV on the radio and I think they don't get enough credit for what they've done um, all right so that's our picks. Um, we have a long interview with Bruce Warren coming up, so we're going to go right into that. Um, Heck yeah. Yeah, dude, Will, I'm so fucking excited for everything we have going on, buddy, and I love having you on here because the thing that sucks is people aren't going to hear this entire conversation because I'm going to have to chop up and, and, you know, (laughs) parcel it through. Maybe I'll put like a whole extended me and Will up. But um, anything you want to say? We can put the full versions on like Bandcamp or something. Spotify, or I I can do it. I can I can chop it up and put it on YouTube too. Fair. Um, Willie, anything you want to say before we head over to Bruce? Um, enjoy Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're gonna head over to Bruce Warren. Fuck you guys, I love you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest for the Kill Your Internet podcast is friend of the band, all-around badass, chief of a lot of things, Mr. Bruce Warren. How are we doing today, buddy? I'm awesome, man. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. Yeah, we've been threatening for at least, you know, six months now, but, uh, you know, now that we're all stuck in our homes... uh, Don't really have a choice. We trapped you into this, man. Exactly. No, no excuses. No excuses. <laughs> the best thing is the original conversation was just through an Instagram DM where I don't, I posted like a Bruce album or something like that. Bruce hit me back and said, uh, do great album. And then we started talking like, what's your favorite Bruce album? And then he was, I was like, we need to do a fucking podcast of this. And you were like, no, we do. We should do it. And I was like, Oh shit, he's really about this. Let's go. <laughs> so, I mean, dude, this relationship goes back a little bit now. And um, I mean, we're going to get into that. But my first question is how's quarantine treating you? Quarantine's treating me, you know, uh, considering, okay. Um, you know, I have to say, um, you know, the first, you know, month, first six weeks was a little challenging, yeah. uh, you know, on the work front. I mean, you know, we work at a radio station. It's like, what the fuck? How are we going to get people into work? And how are we going to keep pumping the tunes out on the air? 100%. 
Um, but you know, I work with some incredible people and we were able to set up pretty quickly. You do um, work with all... some incredible people. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, the DJs, most of the DJs have been coming in. Um, we set our entire world cafe staff, the national, uh, you know, production team up, um, uh, remotely. Right. Um, and you know, um, you know, you know, at the end of the day, our job is to get the music out to the people. And, you know, we stop at nothing to do that. Sometimes. Dude, you're doing and it too, because every out. time I've had to go into my car, XPN's my first preset, still keeps rolling. Train keeps going. Yeah. The yeah. soul train keeps moving. The soul train keeps moving. And you know what, Colin, here's the thing. It's like, you know, we talk a lot about how, you know, music helps us get through all kinds of times, you know, and um, more than ever before, um, I think, you know, the circumstances stand for real human beings, you know, picking music, picking songs, playing songs, connecting with audiences and, and, and connecting with the community to make them feel like they're, they're okay, you know? I mean, that's been the biggest thing. And I mean, we're going to get into this throughout the interview about the importance of XPN and non-com stations and people still picking music and it not being algorithms, which of course is a big topic on the record as well. But I mean, you touched on something right away and it was something in another interview we just did to where it's like the first couple of weeks, you're like, what the fuck am I even doing? Like, what, where am I right now? And after a certain point, as human beings, we adapt. And yeah. I think there's been a lot of cool shit that's actually come out of, in most situations, when there's struggle, something comes out of it that's a little bit amazing. I totally agree. You know, one of the first, after the first week, you know, people were asking me, so what are you thinking? What are you seeing? And I was like, you know what? It's totally a fucked up situation. Yep. But there's more creativity happening right now. There's more intimacy between audience, fans and yes. bands than ever before. I mean, you know, for Christ's sake, I sat and watched Ice Cube break down track by track America's Most Wanted on, on Instagram the other Instagram Live the other day. That never happened before. I watched you know? Jill Scott and Erica Badu go song for song. Classic. Like, are you kidding great. me? Like, that's the coolest thing to watch is that, you know, some people are going to kind of shut down and kind of, I don't want to use the word turtle up, but some people just, people handle this in different ways. And other people are going to instantaneously go, okay. Pressure makes diamonds if you want to get cliche, but fucking what can we do here to make a difference and how can we do something to stand out? And it's, it's been yeah. incredible to watch. You watch someone like, like Low Cut Connie do live streams from home in his underwear. That stands the fuck out, dude. It's pretty incredible, actually. Yeah, and I think Adam, um, you know, I mean, we've both seen a lot of, of activity in this space. And yeah. I think Adam, what Adam's been doing, he's been building it every week. Like every week it got better and better. You know, yeah. he was... He was on message. First of all, he's an amazing entertainer. I mean, oh, it's, it's unbelievable know, to watch, you know, and, um, and the quality, the, the, you know, quality control got better. Yep. You know, the way he engaged with the audiences got better. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure he's got, you know, a plan. It was connected to the release of the record, yep. which totally worked out. Um, but you know, the difference is, is that, you know, it doesn't matter whether he's playing to a couple thousand people at, you know, whatever union transfer yeah. or to, 150 people with Johnny Brenda's or whatever. He always plays to the bleachers, man. And that's ultimately what he's about. You never know who's going to be at a show for one. Yep. And two, you, there's only one chance to make a first impression. And that dude does a hell of a job of making a first Absolutely. impression. Absolutely. I mean, two, the biggest thing in is, as well is in every situation, I'm sure, you know, for World Cafe having to record remotely, as the time goes on, you get better at it and you get better at it and you get better at it. Yeah. For us, I mean, dude, right away, we were in the process of finishing a record. So we got right. taken out of the studio. We had to cancel dates. And your first thought is like, 
damn it, like, how the fuck am I going to make this happen? What actually wound up happening for us is we took all of our, our rehearsal gear home and I took all of our interfaces and all of our kind of DAWs and I cut 25 new demos. We wound up writing th like three to four extra singles for the record that we're going to finish the second we can get in there. Right. This is we're going to see something amazing come out of this. And it's good to hear somebody else be positive about it and say the arts are going to come out of this possibly better than before. You just got to take a positive attitude on this. Yeah, I agree. Totally, totally agree. And you know what? You're not going to um, if you don't take risks, you're not going to learn. Right. Yeah. And um, um, but I do like, you know, I'm a huge Radiohead fan. You know, um, I'm a huge Talking Heads fan. I think Remain in Light still stands up as one of the most creative, innovative records of the last 40 years. Talking Heads is something that hit me in like my mid-20s that I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Because I grew up on, you know, the radio Talking Heads song. I think I watched um, Stop Making Sense and I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, this is interesting to me. And then I went back and dug in. And I was like, dude, it, they were in the year 2050 in 1980. Like they, mm -hmm. they just a different, I did, yeah. hold on. So there's one band that I've been stuck on recently um, that like to me stands out in the last decade as like they are ahead of their time and it's Vampire Weekend. I've been on a like a diehard Vampire yep. Weekend kick and I, I can't explain it. Modern Vampires doesn't fucking sound like anything, like anything else. else. I agree. I, I'm, there's like, another there's another good uh, criteria, Kyle. Um, so we talked about timelessness and then it doesn't sound like anything else. I mean, too, I've been on a big Mark Ronson kick going through Mark Ronson's catalog because you're looking at hits, right? And, of course, the guy's been making monster hits. But yeah. there's so much shit recently that I look up the song credits, right? I was listening to Villains, the record by um, Queens of the Stone Age that came yeah. out a couple years ago. He right. produced the whole fucking thing, and I didn't even know why I liked it as much as I did. Mm -hmm. there, the Amy Winehouse record always stands out to me as like, that was like a, what the fuck is this kind of a moment? Because it was yeah. taking something old to make it new. I'm interested right. today who's doing that. And I mean, a lot of it falls on like the, you can look and say like the young thugs of the world are totally groundbreaking. But do we talk about young thug in 20 years? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, yeah. No diss to young thug. None um, at all. You know, I think Brockhampton um, is a really creative band in that. Inter genre, very interesting. In pop, you know, um, and they're amazing live. You know, I've seen them a few times and um, you know, listen, LCD sound system is also another one of my favorite <laughs> all time bands. Right. So, I mean, talk about a band like that, you know um, it all sounds new, but right. you can totally trace the lineage, you know, back it's fun to, to me. To finally start seeing people like Mondo Cosmo, who is someone that I know you're a big fan of and yeah. I'm a huge fan of. And it wasn't until I went back and I really dug through his record that I was like, oh, I see fucking LCD sound system all over this. And it's really yeah. cool to see people taking that because nobody's yeah. ever going to do what LCD sound system did. Nobody's going to be yeah. making 15 minute songs that have hooks. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know what? I think, I think music fans are going to be listening to LCD in 15, 20 years. I honestly do. I agree. You know, they 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 may never make another record again, but that doesn't matter. They've made three of the most incredible albums of the last decade, you know? Dude, um, I, I think this whole thing is interesting, too, because I think we're going to – maybe it's just that the industry is catching up to, the like, the release of content. Maybe we just got caught in this wave of, like – nobody knew what the fuck was going on when streaming came about. And maybe we're going to start seeing things that stand out like now, now that the industry's starting to figure out what the fuck is going on. 
Yeah, I, I think, yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I think, um, you know, is music good, better now than it was 10, 15, 30 years ago? I mean, um, you know, uh, if you talk to my 20 year old kids, yeah. they're going to go like, oh my God, this is the greatest shit in the world, right? <laughs> No, well, so, I mean, we, we were like one of the conversations we have a hip hop group chat segment on this show to where it's me and my buddies that are diehard rap guys. And we were saying, like, if you think back 10 years ago when it's the advents of the the Coles and the Kendricks and the, the Drakes, right? Back then we were like, this is that shit. And then there were so many other artists that got lost in that that sauce. And it's who the fuck winds up being that person down the line. And I've ne- I don't think it's ever been less clear than it is right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think part of that is, um, you know, I was talking to um, a really good friend of mine who um, who is assigned to a major label. I won't say who it is. Um, and we, we were lamenting over the um, sad state of rock and roll or whatever, although I don't necessarily agree with that. I but totally I, think, I, I, I agree with you. You know, the social media thing, the Internet is great. The Internet is completely fucked. You know, right now, major labels, artists. I think, and again, this is a gross overgeneralization and, and it's totally subjective, but I believe that people are chasing virality yes. more than they are, you know, impact and the creative spirit. Now, again, I don't listen to every fucking song that comes out in the world. Yep. And I, you know what I mean? But I listen to enough music and I see enough activity in the space where I go like, God damn, if there's one more artist that comes out that sounds like future oh i'm gonna gonna puke and i fucking love future me too future's my favorite current fucking rapper but do i need 50 futures no No. future's the fucking best because future is future but you know who needs rappers like future labels need rappers like future because they're facing what the people want and the kids are buying and all that other i sound like my fucking father no but you know what Um, though here's the dude i'm fucking 28 and i sound like my dad you know what i mean so here's my thing though we're even as somebody who's looking at this from somebody who's in this shit right now right every once in a while there's periods of time where you look at like the late 90s to where eminem was just coming out and hip-hop was becoming this big commercial success and boy bands were really like the fucking thing back then and then all of a sudden the strokes come along and that whole garage rock revival comes about to where Jack White rips the whole fucking place apart. I really think everything goes in cycles. It really does. And I think you're going to see something come out of this period of time to where rock and roll takes what is going on right now and completely fucking warps it. And people get interested. It, 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 I, I don't ever think you can have the argument that something's dead. I think it's just changing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. So, okay. So, you know, um, yeah, things go in cycles. Um, and, um, you know, there are uh, newer artists that sort of um, take fresh, they put a fresh stamp on like an old sound, right? Yep. But like, okay, let's just talk about hip hop for a second, right? So when, when was the last, when was the last straight out of Compton you heard? The Pimp a Butterfly? Maybe. Maybe. That, okay. If you're talking about, if you're I mean, talking about something, last, when was the last chronic you heard? Right. <sighs> to me, like I, I look at it from because Drake's never had one. Drake's never had a classic album. Okay. What do you say? Take care. Take care. Come on, man. Of course. Nothing was the same as my favorite Drake record, and I know that's a hot take, but I, I love it. That's a good one too. My, right, my keep biggest, going. Keep going. So keep my going. biggest thing is like if I'm looking at album artists of the past ten years, like the right. people that interest me are people who take every album 
as something that's a statement to where, of course, we've had this conversation before, but Kanye West in every single fucking iteration of himself up until yay was like, this is my this phase. This is like, it's like a fucking artist. Like, this is my blue phase. This is my, like, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was his perfection phase and his comeback. And then Jesus is, to me, one of the more profound statement records of the past 20 years because he said, I'm pissed off and you're going to know it from the first fucking second the record hits. And Mm -hmm. I love that. So to me, when I look at things like that, but Kanye was already established. So I think that's kind of getting off topic. If you're talking about like someone that came out and hit me over the fucking head, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, if you're, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and this is a personal thing for me, and I guess this shows like my age. But um, when I was in grade school, 2004, uh, Arctic Monkeys' first record, I fucking that that to me is the last time I heard something and was like, this is fucking wild to me. All right, what about what about um, MGMT's debut? Came out See, in 2008. The, came went over my head at the time. I don't know okay. why, but it went over my head at the time. And now that I listen back to it, I'm like. Yeah, that's a fucking incredible record. Yeah, but Back to Black came out in 2007, right? So that that it, probably, yeah. That hit you over the head, right? Leon Bridges' first record really interested me too, and I think that was more of like a, a sign of the times for me because that's what I was real. I was really into old stack shit, and I was into that kind of a throwback vibe to where that and Nathaniel Rateliff hit at Rateliff. the same time. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, this is... But the, to be honest, Leon Bridges' second record did more for me than anything because to me that was... That brought him from almost like um, like a period piece to being like, holy shit, he is just a fucking incredible artist. Yeah, I think his next record is going to be, has the potential to be a Stone Cold classic for the reasons that you just said, you know. It, it blew my okay, mind. What about, um, what about, Kid, uh, what about D'Angelo's Voodoo? All right, well, now you're going into like my favorite records of all time. The hair on my arms just stood up. Like me <laughs> as a, like, a chubby kid in like what is that like 99 like around that time it came that, out in 2000 i think yeah devil's pie fucked me up and to this day devil's pie made me go back and learn about prince devil like that record made me want to do my history work you know what i mean mm-hmm. in the same way that when i first heard kanye in 2004 um right. it made me want to learn about soul and it made me want to learn about otis redding and all the samples where did these come from what is mm-hmm. this Mm-hmm. So you're you are right about that. That D'Angelo is an all time great to me, um, and Black Messiah was just as not just as good, but it, I mean Voodoo is a fucking perfect record. Let's, let's not yeah, but it. okay, again, so that you know uh, the, uh, Voodoo uh, that came out in two thousand. So it's been twenty years since that record came out. People are going to argue Frank Ocean. So and you can look at that and say whatever you want. I, I I like Frank, but I think Frank is very much an artist of this time in his seclusion and it being so off kilter. I think to me, like Voodoo had this classicness, but it also had a commercial appeal. Like Frank right. stays away from everybody. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great example of. I mean, um, Channel Orange fucked me up. I mean, oh, I, man. I thought his first his first album really Nostalgia was, Ultra. Uh, Nostalgia Ultra. Yeah. I mean, um, I met her at Coachella. I mean, that that song. Dude, Novocaine <laughs> was unbelievable. That fucked Novocaine. me up. I remember the first time I heard that. The first time I heard Novocaine, I think I listened to it about 20 times. Me in a too, row. man. Me too. That was that was me uh senior year of of high school down the shore in Wildwood with all my buddies. And Woo! that that record, Earl by Earl Sweatshirt. Um oh. so the whole odd future movement at that time was really what like yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? Which by the way, exactly. that happened in 2020. 
they would have been in jail probably. <laughs> like, I don't know, but all right. So, move, so moving forward, like I'm glad right. you brought up the, the idea of like something different. And I mean, I'm not trying to like, I'm really excited. And I've been saying this. I can't wait for you to fucking get your hands on what we're going to send you because I think we've somehow finally harnessed our own ability to make something that's completely us without giving a fuck about anything else. And right. um, I'm, that's as much as I'll say about the new record. But um, I think as we, we wind down the interview, because I'm going to have you back on one way or another. That's right. This, okay. this that's is right. the first of the, of the line. But Whatever. It's all good. What to you has changed the most from your perspective in the industry? Because we talk a lot about the changing world, especially Kill Your Internet you know, podcasts. We want to know like the advent of the internet and the digital age and kind of the changing landscape of the music industry. What's been different? Well, I think socials had the most uh, significant impact on fans and musicians and the technology. I mean, uh, social media, I mean, you know, it's changed everything. You know, it's, it's to me like and it, like we've been getting people hit us up online like like I find it fucking like of, of, of the world we live in. I think it's fucking hilarious that you guys call your shit, kill your Internet and then promote your shit on the Internet. It's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is we all need to take a step back sometimes and realize that this shit is not real life. Like the, the, and the impact that it has had is fucking, we've gone through an industrial revolution in a way. Yeah. I mean, listen, streaming is just a distribution platform. I mean, I don't, you know, I I mean, there's always going to be ways that people will consume media, but there are going to be different ways that people talk about the media they're consuming. And social media, I think has had a huge impact on it. Listen, I started, you know, in the music business, writing a music fanzine, you know, in my, in my house. Yeah. And that's how I discovered great new music. Um, in many ways, you know, the, the classic blog era 15 years ago, music bloggers were fans um, writing fanzines online, sharing yeah. their passion. And the two sharing- dope boys era. The two exactly. dope boys. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I remember that shit. I think about, but I, this brings me to that. Think about how much 10 years ago when we still had fucking flip phones and we're going to <laughs> blogs. Dude, literally everybody is just adapting as this shit grows out of control. And yeah. eventually we're all going to get our feet under each other. Under, yeah. But in that meantime, who the fuck yeah. knows what's going to happen? It's kind of the Wild West and I kind of love it. It's awesome. It's awesome. It and is I, awesome. I, one of your earlier points. Um, and we can lock, we can shut it down after this. Um, you know, <laughs> more music than ever before. And as a music fan, that's a pretty fucking good place to be in. It is, man. Bruce, you know? you're the fucking man. No, you are the man. I'm ready for hey. part two. And also, what please happened? expect uh, a zip folder soon with the with the first part of the new record. All right, whenever whenever it's ready, my friend. You know, oh, it's 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 going. All right. All right. I'm also ready for part two of this, by the way. So we'll set that up. All right. All right, Bruce. Peace. Good to see you. Come on, man. Of course.